the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home after uh, yesterday's absence. Kath, it's uh, good to have you with us. How are you? Thanks, you guys. Happy to be back. Yeah, happy anniversary to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my husband and I celebrated our wedding anniversary 28 years. 28 years. With the nice. Eric. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the festivities, were you like... Well, what? you know, Eric's a teacher, so he was quarantined. He wasn't allowed to leave mm-hmm. the state. He wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to go to a you know bed and breakfast, an Airbnb, a ho- nothing. So we went and stayed at a, at a friend's house. It was very mm-hmm. lovely, and we want to thank them very much for allowing us to do that. Very nice. Okay. I mean, they weren't there. It wasn't like we went and stayed at their house, and they <laughs> hey, weren't guys, there. keep it down out there. No <laughs> anniversary. Let's go. Okay. Oh, God. Got kids out here. That's Let's kind keep of it funny. Down. Yeah, there was kind of a lot to go into isn't it it surely is sorry (laughs) my apologies to you and anyone else who may have been offended by that innuendo okay let's go let's move forward now the top four at four kath all right john your top four at four for tuesday october 27th number one today marks two years since the tragic tree of life shooting in pittsburgh's squirrel hill neighborhood According to the Post-Gazette, Tree of Life Rabbi Jeffrey Myers and Mayor Bill Peduto joined a small cluster of people observing a moment of silence at 9.54 a.m., the time of the first call to police reporting the attack on October 27, 2018. A gunman killed 11 worshipers who had gathered for Shabbat services that Saturday morning. The attack claimed lives of members of each of the three congregations that met at the building, Dor Hadash, New Light, and Tree of Life. Number two, Amy Coney Barrett sworn in as the 115th Supreme Court Justice last evening. The vote to confirm was 52-48 with only one GOP senator, Susan Collins of Maine, joining Democrats and voting against the nominee. Justice Barrett, 48 years old, is the fifth woman appointed to the Supreme Court. Not one Democrat voted to confirm Justice Barrett, making it the first time a Supreme Court nominee has been confirmed without a single vote from a major minority party since December of 1869, when the Senate confirmed Edwin Stanton. Number three. Former NFL wide receiver and local Pittsburgh sports hero Terrell Pryor and his girlfriend, who were involved in a bloody domestic incident last year, pleaded guilty to reduced counts today in Allegheny County Court of Common Pleas that left them both on probation. According to the Trib, uh, Pryor, age 30, a former Jeanette High School football standout, pled guilty to a summary count of harassment, ordered to serve 90 days non-reporting probation, while Shalia Brinston, age 25, pled guilty to simple assault, ordered to serve two years probation. Pryor was a standout at Jeanette High School, started Ohio State, and played with nine NFL teams, including the Cleveland Browns and the Oakland Raiders. And number four, 
The Post-Gazette reports that coach Mike Tomlin said it's cool to be involved in the biggest game in the league for the third week in a row when the unbeaten Steelers played the hated Ravens in an AFC showdown on Sunday after beating the Browns and the Titans, two of the top teams in the AFC in back-to-back weeks. You know our Steelers will try to match their best start ever when they face the defending division champions, the Baltimore Ravens. And that is your top four. four. Very nice. Best start ever. So if the Steelers would defeat the Ravens, Seven and zero. I mean, mm-hmm. that's incredible. I don't think anybody called this at the beginning of the season. No. Right? You were kind of wondering how are they going to be. There was no preseason, right? And of course, they were you know sort of not criticized, but they they were a little scoffed at. Their first several opponents were less than stellar, but uh, now they're playing uh, really excellent. But that was a really great game on Sunday. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Are oh you kidding God. me? The instant, the instant that kick at the end, missed the goalpost. I walked off in one direction in the home. Eric walked off in the other direction. And there was great rejoicing. <laughs> there was. I, I thought for a second they, it was made. Didn't you think it was, it was a good kick? It looked a little cumbersome from the start. Yeah, well, I thought, oh, that's it. You know, I was headed down there. I'm thinking, and then the shot away to Ben. Ben was, what? Know, wasn't that awesome? He missed, and then his jaw literally was, was open. It was slack-jawed. <laughs> Loved it so much. Very nice. Yeah. Well, listen, so Amy Coney Barrett. Yep. She's in. How about that? Um, What's interesting were the proceedings last night where Mm -hmm. she was sworn in in the, was it the Rose Garden? I think it was in the, it was was at night. I I assume it was the Rose Garden. Clarence Thomas, her husband and uh, Donald Trump there. Out in the wide open, boy, I mean, mm-hmm. f- who could ever have imagined a scenario like this? And I think you know, on both sides, right, it energizes yep. both Democrats and Republicans as this election. What is it's we're a week, we're a week away, literally one week away. Hallelujah. Man, oh, man. Listen, you know what I thought, though, as I was watching last night? Hmm. I thought she, a person of her academic rigor and her distinguished career, deserves better than not one single majority candidate voting for her. Yeah. Well, it's just the times. We I, live know, in, I know. I know right? it's the timing. I re- and I recognize that, but I'm just, uh, I'm glad, very glad that she is, uh, has been confirmed to the Supreme court. And Me I'm too. just, you know, I hope that this is, you know, a really great experience for her. And I know that we'll all benefit from it. I'm a It'll big be, fan. Have I mentioned? Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan too. I mean, I think how really could you not her. be right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what yeah. else I love about her? I mean, the many mm-hmm. things that I've, talked about on the air before i'm sure but i love the fact that she's the only justice who's not an ivy league graduate mm-hmm. although uh, it is notre dame it I mean, is not, not like, it is notre dame but notre dame is an right? ivy league and no, every other justice either went to you know, harvard yale princeton one of those yeah and i like the fact that she's from the south she's the mm-hmm. only supreme court justice from the south and the only supreme court justice with kids right with little yeah, kids with little kids yeah which is super cool as well yeah very nice Okay, well, we'll step away, shall we, please? Mm-hmm. And uh, coming up next, hashtag fake news. I mean, when did that phrase, I, when did it first take hold, right? It's a Trump you, creation, right? But I don't I, know whether... The- I don't know. Fake news, we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Beyond fake news, finding the truth. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Are you unchanged in this changing world? 
It may not be pleasant, but I'll say it. It may not be profitable, but I must say it. They may kill me, but I'll say it. I will not be intimidated by the king. The king can't put strings on me. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, Standing for Light and Truth, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. It's everywhere, right? I mean, I'm kind of trying to re- remember when that phrase yeah. became mainstream. I mean, I, I, it makes me think it's 2016 election. Maybe. But I have no idea. Maybe it existed before then. Maybe Justin McBrayer knows. Yeah, Justin McBrayer is with us back again. Justin is professor of philosophy at Fort Lewis College, which is the liberal arts college for the state of Colorado. He is executive director for the Society of Christian Philosophers, co-editor of A Companion to the Problem of Evil, Introducing Ethics. Justin, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fine. Happy to, happy to chat with y'all. All right. So do you know where the term fake news came from? It was actually around before 2016. Now, that's a pretty good guess. 2016 is the year that it became famous, and it became famous more or less because politicians started using that term as a way to sort of shunt off any bad news for their campaigns. Anytime someone launched a criticism, 
that one side or the other didn't like, they would dismiss it with the tagline of fake news and, and move on. And in fact, in that year, Oxford, uh, the Oxford English Dictionary declared that post-truth was the word of the year, given people's fascination with fake news and, and inability to kind of come to grips with the idea that there might be a truth out there, even if we don't like it. I see. So, Justin, I remember growing up like uh, with the tabloids, the, the National Enquirer mm-hmm. or the Star, right? And to me, they were always sort of like, you know, the leaders in fake news. But now, of course, fake news is essentially everywhere. So it, it's harder and harder to decipher the truth, isn't it? That's exactly right. Um, you know, places like the Enquirer were always around and they were telling entertaining stories. But what they tr- what they didn't do is they didn't exploit our kind of tribal instincts or our kind of team instincts to root for one side or the other. In other words, places like the National Enquirer weren't partisan. They were telling pretending entertaining stories to people who are religious and non-religious and people on the right and people on the left. And now what we've learned is, you know, we've got these news outlets that can kind of tailor what they say to particular audiences. And it doesn't matter whether they hew really closely to the truth. As long as they're telling the story that their listeners want to hear, people will tune in. Yeah. Isn't it frustrating, though, that in our Internet culture, where we are completely overwhelmed with information, we have information everywhere. It's in our hand and our phone. It's on our iPad or on our desktop or on our television or coming out of our radio or wherever it is, we've got news. And yet it seems like we trust what we're hearing from any of those sources way less than we used to. Yeah, that's exactly right, Kathy. Um, and in fact, so part of, part of what I try to do in this new book that, I, that was just released, Beyond Fake News, part of what I try to do is explain how we got here. Why is it so much worse now than it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago and so forth? And part of the story is this electronic media. Now that we have the ability to produce information cheaply, circulate it around the world at a push of a button, it makes it that much easier for people who want to trick us to get their message out there, and it makes it that much easier for us to find it. Right. Okay, so if if fake news is about clicks and clicks is about money, is that really the root of all this, that people are just trying to make money based upon our ignorance or laziness? That's not all of it, John, but that's a big part of it. People who are purveyors of information, whether that's Fox News, whether that's the New York Times, whether that's just some blogger out there trying to sell ad space, everyone needs to stay in business. And to stay in business, you need a readership. Well, the fact of the matter is, there's a variety of different strategies that one might deploy in order to build your readership. And it turns out that some of those strategies are, shall we say, less than fully honest. If you can get away with spinning the facts in a certain way, if you can get away with framing stories in particular ways, if you can get away with telling stories that partisan hearers are interested in, then it turns out you can build quite a big uh, readership, even if the stuff that you're selling isn't entirely accurate. 
Okay, so they used to call it yellow journalism, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, that's I just right. saw Orson Welles and, you know, uh, in that incredibly famous movie, right, about William Randolph Hearst, yellow journalism. So it's yeah. not like this is a new creation. This has always been with us. The problem, I think, now is it's just we've got so much of it. It's overwhelming, and it's kind of trying to sh- sift through, you know, the wheat to get to the kernels right. of truth. Yeah, yeah. You're, so what you said is exactly right. Our incentives to make money or build a readership, those have always been there. But when you think of the days of yellow journalism, say at the end of the 19th century, think of how difficult it was for someone to get their message out there. You had to buy paper. You had to have a press. You had to have delivery boys to take the newspaper and so forth. So it took all of this capital to try to tell the story and get it out there. Well, not anymore. Electronic media has put us into a sort of Wild West scenario where anyone with a laptop now can create their own messaging, they can create their own branding, they can build their own uh, blog or their own news site or whatever. And so now, instead of just a few people trying to capture all these different audiences, now we've gone to thousands of, of different entrepreneurs trying to capture different audiences. And so that's opened up the arena or the space, so to speak, for um, information. And at the same time, it opened up that space for misinformation. So our total Mm. volume has just increased exponentially. Right. And the total available time for sorting through all that information seems to have gone down. Yeah, it's gone down in part um, because we have so many devices getting at us 24 hours a day. I mean, there are 24-hour news channels. There's news coming in over your phone. There's social media. If you're online, I mean, just think of all of the different places we're being bombarded with information. And then contrast that with what happened, say, in 1955. In 1955, there were three television channels in the United States. And there was, you know, if you were lucky, you got your local paper and then you got a national paper. That was it. And now we're talking something on the order of magnitude different in the amount of information that we're exposed to in a given day. Mm-hmm. Stan McBrayer is with us. He's the co-author of a brand new book called Beyond Fake News, Finding the Truth in a World of Misinformation. Okay, Justin. So, of course, everyone is familiar with the president. He is standing at the podium or he's being interviewed and he'll say, fake news, fake news, fake news. Now, of course, the president has a deep incentive because a lot of the information that's written about the president is fake news. So whether it's his Twitter account or in person, the bully pulpit, he can call fake news out. And of course, sitting across from him or his mainstream media, they nod their head and go, no, 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 that's not fake news. But everybody in some ways wants to be able to be the president that, you know, you can call it out because you're just sick of it. You know, you're being duped. Yeah, so the idea is everybody's got incentives to tell the truth in their own way, right? I mean, I've got two children, and when something goes wrong in the house and I say, boys, what happened? Each of them give me very different stories, stories that make them look pretty good and make the other person look pretty bad. So if you've got some media outlet that's trying to make its money by selling news to a liberal audience, then they're going to tell the story one way. And if you've got a media outlet that's trying to tell its story to a conservative audience, they're going to tell it the other. So let let me be really clear about this. It's not just that people are making stuff up. Sometimes that happens. But sometimes fake news is just a matter of how you frame the same accurate information. So, for example, suppose the national economy holds steady 
uh, growth holds steady between two quarters. Say it's two and a half percent one quarter, two and a half the next quarter. How might you report that news? Well, if it's a Republican president, a liberal leaning newspaper might say the economy fails to grow in the next quarter. And they would be speaking truly. That's true. If the economy went from two and a half percent to two and a half percent, then it failed to grow. A conservative site might report that same fact by saying, look, the economy held steady for another quarter. Again, it's true information, but how we package it and how we frame it has an awful lot to do with how your audience receives it. Mm, right. That's good. That's so good. Or we could look at the uh, Amy Coney Barrett story before she was confirmed uh, into the Supreme Court. There were questions. Well, let's just not start with the question. Let's just say that they, people were looking at her background and they realized that she was involved in a religious organization called People of Praise. Now, depending on your political perspective, those the People of Praise was described in every way that went from being laudatory to being like downright cult creepy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and actually, it's not just that. So, Kathy, you're sort of the more general point. When you look at conservative or even more kind of centrist media around the confirmation process, there were a lot of, of articles on um, the judge's qualifications, what he, she had been doing, what she had been writing, where she had worked, and so forth. When you looked at more left-leaning sites, there was very little at all about her mm, qualifications. Instead, right. the articles were more about, do the Republicans deserve this last seat? You know, are these hearings a sham? Right. Are so they're not even they're not even good? debating I mean, yeah. the same thing you're saying. No, no, that's exactly right, because there's no incentive to talk about those things for one paper. And there is an incentive for another site. So in each case, what we're doing is, I mean, just think about in, in any given day, a reporter is faced with thousands of interesting things that happen across the, the country. She can only pick a mere handful to report on, and she's going to report on the ones that are of most interest to her. Well, look, liberals will pick out very different things than conservatives will, and Christians will pick out very different things than non-Christians will. When you're trying to pick among this panoply of, of choices, and you're trying to figure out what's interesting and worth reporting on and what's not. So our perspectives have a huge impact on how the news is reported. So then let the reader beware. Okay, so Justin, so daily, um, you know, I'll just do a quick rundown. I, I, I read the Wall Street Journal. I believe that um, that's more conservative than it is liberal, but I have a lot of confidence in their, in their abilities to report. Uh, Washington Post, that's very left-leaning to me. New York Times, super left-leaning to me. Um, local papers, I have one that's conservative, one that's liberal. So, you know, having read you know, news sources for any number of years, you sort of get, a, hopefully, a good idea of where they stand on the issues. But it's just kind of hard to keep up. So how do you, what do you do to try to decipher what is truth and what is fake news? Well, there's an awful lot to be said here. So let me just, let me just restrict my advice to two things. Okay. One Try to think about the incentives of the media sources that you're reading. And if you find that the, the places you're reading have an incentive to skew stories one way or the other, then buyer beware. So, for example, take, take centrist uh, legacy TV networks like ABC or CBS or something like that. They've got an incentive to hew pretty closely to the middle when it comes to political things because their signal is being broadcast across the country 
and it's being picked up by both conservatives and liberals. So they have this incentive to try to tell a, a pretty accurate story because they know they've got readers on both sides. The New York Times and Fox News, on the other hand, they definitely have readerships that skew to the left and to the right. And so they don't have the same incentives to hew closely to the truth. If they lean to the left or lean to the right, that's going to appease their readers, and those are the kind of sources that you should worry about. So that's the first bit of advice. And then the second bit of advice is just to read widely. I mean, look, if you're genuinely confused about whether someone's reporting truthfully, truthfully or not, then what you should do is you should go read stories from a wide range of outlets to try to figure out where the overlap is. That might be reading something in the Wall Street Journal, comparing what they're saying with CNN, comparing how they're reporting it on USA Today. So if you read from a variety of sources, it's sort of easier to keep yourself from being duped by this kind of framing or these kind of tricks that work for particular audiences in particular contexts. Right. Now, the only thing you need as a prerequisite for the actions that you've described, Justin, is that you have to have a mind that isn't interested in just hearing what you want to hear. Yeah, actually, so that's exactly right. Um, so this is this is one of the disappointing parts about the research in my book. As it turns out, the problem isn't always other people. Oftentimes, we're the problem as well. Now, you know, those of us who accept the, the Christian doctrine of original sin might be okay with that story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're not, part of the part of the problem is that our incentives are never perfectly pure. Right. We have incentives to fit in with the people around us. We have incentives to cheer for our, our, our team, whether that's politics, whether that's religion, whatever. So each of us as readers and consumers of information have some incentives that are sometimes at odds with the truth. And we need to learn to pay attention to those incentives and we need to learn to figure out that they, they can trip us up in particular occasions. Very good. Justin, it's very dense. Uh, you've done excellent work. We look forward to further reading. Thanks so much for this, uh, to raising the alarm about fake news amongst us. Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk with both of you. Hi, good afternoon. Justin McBrayer, brand new work, Beyond Fake News, Finding the Truth in a World of Misinformation. Take a break, come back. Wouldn't it be nice to uh, dine outside in an igloo? We'll talk about that next. We are limiting the number of people in the office. It's patients and staff members only. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry begins with safety. We look a little different. We have more gear on, hand sanitizing stations throughout the office, frequently disinfecting all common areas. We're even using a UV light. All of these precautions are put into place for our patient's safety and our team member's safety. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, for you, for anybody who's got a busy schedule and wants a good night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. 
Call now at 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. Now more than ever before, a radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of this great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. Watch America's Town Hall 2020, available for free on SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder discuss how we reclaim our country from a democracy that's under attack. America's Town Hall 2020. Visit SalemNow.com to watch. Dental and vision benefits for everyone at TeethKeepers.com. Options starting under $8 a month. Enroll today and save on costly dental and vision care. Everyone is eligible at TeethKeepers.com. TeethKeepers.com is brought to you by Dominion National. Hi, this is Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family. The election is just days away, and I hope you've made yourself aware of the issues at stake and have made your plans to vote. At the top of my list is the protection of innocent human life and the protection of religious liberty. Voting is a right, but it's also a privilege and a responsibility. Please don't sit this election out. It's too important. Encourage your friends and family to be sure and vote. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. We'll see a little evening rain, otherwise considerable cloudiness tonight. Expect a low tonight of 45. Cloudy skies in the morning for tomorrow, then intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow afternoon. Expect a high of 57. Turning cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 46. Thursday, expect heavy rain from Tropical Rainstorm Zeta. Watch for flooding Thursday's high 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. With the hospitality business crushed by COVID-19, customers preferring to eat and drink outdoors, restaurants and bars are looking at unique ways to still stay in business. This is uh, from the PG. Bob Batts Jr. wrote this piece. Listen, downtown's Bridges and Bourbon. It's a restaurant downtown. I've never been there. No. They've, they've ordered three $1,500 garden igloos. What? Metal framed domes with clear PVC covers in which up to eight people can dine together. The Penn Avenue purveyor of modernist cocktails and small plates plans to set up the igloos in the bike lane that was temporarily transformed into outdoor seating. Um, Listen, these igloos are making the garden igloos are making their way all around the world. Sales worldwide are up 300% from last year um i have to tell you i've never heard of a garden igloo before neither have i butcher and the rye meat and potatoes i'm familiar they all themselves are planning to add uh garden igloos really north park lounge in mccandless mm-hmm. which in mid-september supplanted four 20 by 20 foot tents with eight six by eight foot greenhouses for parties of four to six people so and they say the phone's been ringing up the hook um, the Castle Shannon Brew Pub called Mindful Brewing. Uh, they are using picnic tables with umbrellas and they have um, little heaters 
outdoor heaters that are available as well. Other places downtown, the Warren and downtown, they're offering guest blankets that they can uh, buy uh, mm. if you want it for a nominal cost. Also, Sharpsbird's Dancing Gnome Beer has um, uh, a new solo fire pits that are mostly smokeless. And mostly. so mostly smokeless. Okay. And starting next week, two to eight people will be able to reserve a fire pit for a small fee to cover the cost of the wood. Um, apparently okay. fire I, lo- pits are downtown. I love the, I love the fact that restaurateurs are doing their very best to, you know, try to figure this out. Keeps I them. fully, fully support them. Yeah. I got to tell you though, that I, I ate outdoors at a restaurant a couple weeks ago and had an excellent dinner there, but I was pretty cold. And there was a, um, there was a propane heater there, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't up very high. And so I felt like I wanted to hug it <laughs> yeah. to get the appropriate level of warmth. So what I'm saying is I think it's a great idea to eat outdoors, yeah. but I think I'd BYOB. And by the second B, I mean blanket. I think yeah. I just, just in, yeah. bring my own and make it a hearty one. And just if I feel like if I, ha- I would have had my lap covered that night, I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Or but, you could have just whatever you order hearty food, right? You're going to order some chili. Give me some, or maybe you could use tacos as sort of ear earmuffs. Yeah. Well, right? Okay. That's it's, messy. But yeah. I will say that regardless of what I'm eating, I just think that if I'm cold, it's just not going to help all that much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have gazpacho, right? Some cold. Soup. No, listen, I was up in Crawford County over the weekend. Oh, and, was it cold? Uh, they, oh yeah. It was cold. And they've had such low numbers of COVID cases. I mean, since the beginning, they've had, su- I mean, there just aren't very many people that live in Crawford County. Yeah. Anyway, every establishment we, we went in, I mean, nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody was like, it wasn't yeah. happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you just adapt to the uh, environment that you're yeah, in. Of course. Right. right. It's no- different eating in downtown Pittsburgh than it is in the middle of, you know, Crawford County. I don't know. The idea of sitting by a little fire pit, having a meal, that kind of appeals to me. If it's 60, no, not if, it's, even, not if it's 40. Even right now, look, what's going to happen is winter sets in. I mean, those poor people. I know. To stay open. That's why, you know, we, we went out twice this weekend simply because, well, first of all, we were celebrating our anniversary, but yeah. we really wanted to give, you know, restaurateurs some kind of support. Heck yeah, you do. Yeah. And say, you know what, we're glad you guys are still trying and we want you guys to still have a business when this is over. When this is over. When will this be over? That's oh the question, gosh. right? When will this be over? Well, um, who doesn't love an asteroid? Well, I'm wondering if it's going to actually hit the day before the election. And if it would, wouldn't that just be so 2020 of it? Yes. We're going to talk about that from Reasons to Believe. Jeff Zerwink, will there be an asteroid before Election Day? Who knew? That conversation next here the Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. WORD. Dr. Michael Youssef. David committed adultery, but God's grace is greater than adultery. David committed premeditated murder of a loyal soldier, but as he repented and wept tears, he experienced the grace of God to be greater than all of his sins. God's grace is greater than your sins. Come, experience it. Be challenged this week on Leading the Way. 
Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. For over 20 years, millions of customers have trusted Blinds.com to update their homes. Because Blinds.com makes it easy to get custom blinds that'll give your windows a high-end look without the high-end price. Whether you like to DIY, need design help, or prefer measure and install services, they do it all with easy online ordering and free shipping right to your door. If you're unsure, know that Blinds.com has over 30,000 five-star customer reviews, and they guarantee the perfect fit for your windows, whether you do it yourself or have them measure and install everything for you. Right now, shop Blinds.com's fall savings from home with easy online ordering and free shipping right to your door. See photos from real customers to get inspired and enjoy special savings on all top quality blinds, shades, interior shutters, and more. Plus, pay over 24 months at 0% APR on qualifying purchases with PayPal Credit Easy Payments. Ends January 31st, 2021. As of September 1st, 2020, new PayPal credit accounts have a variable purchase APR of 23.99% that will vary with the market based on the prime rate. Minimum interest charge is $2. Subject to credit approval. Visit Blinds.com slash PayPal. Other rules and restrictions may apply. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service in the world. Geneva has over 145 majors and programs, 19 varsity sports, 100 study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. Geneva has scholarships and grants to make it affordable too. Find out more yourself. You can visit Geneva in person or online. To find out more, go to geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit. Are you horrified at what the nation has become because of the demonic democratic agenda? God has been patient, but because of our anti-Christian society, we are drowning in debt and corruption is all around us. We're going to lose America. The ship is sinking, but you can do something. Please go to ProfitToAmerica.com. We need God's presence in our country. Don't stay silent. Go to ProfitToAmerica.com. This is Albert Bowler with another word about the upcoming election. There is so much at stake. We might not be able to vote as conveniently as we have voted before, but that just puts on Christian citizens the responsibility to work even harder to make sure that we vote and that our vote counts. Too much is at stake to sit this election out. So, whatever it takes, go vote. So a week from today is Election Day, and the question I'm asking is, is there anything that can save us <laughs> from the coming altercations? You know, and, and what I've heard so far is asteroid. Mm-hmm. And I thought, really? An asteroid? Well, we're going to ask someone who actually knows something about asteroids instead of just like, you know, some guy at USA Today. So we've invited Dr. Jeff Swearing back to the show. Dr. Swearing is an astrophysicist and a research scholar at Reasons to Believe. He is the author of Is There Life Out There? Who's Afraid of the Multiverse? And co-author of the Impact Events series. Jeff, also a project scientist at UCLA. Dr. Swearing, welcome back. Hi, it's good to be here, Kathy. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, so Jeff, I've seen the novelty yard signs and bumper stickers that say Asteroid 2020. I cannot believe this is a reality. Well, it's it's kind of amusing in some sense because these sorts of things happen all the time. Um, this one just largely, I think, largely just due to 2020 and all that's gone on in 2020, it's kind of become popular because it happens to be uh, having this chance of hitting the Earth's atmosphere right around the election or the presidential election. So, no, wait, okay, uh, so you're really... saying, 
Jeff, this is a reality that there really is an asteroid out there that may come to us on Election Day? Yes, there is. Uh, You know, NASA has been out actually trying to find asteroids just like this because it wants to know if there are any asteroids that might hit the Earth and cause damage. And in the process, it's found a whole bunch of asteroids that have the potential to hit Earth, but they're not going to do any damage even if they do hit the Earth. Hmm. Okay, so um, so nothing's going to save us from any angst, election-related angst, you're saying? No, this is uh, – the, in all likelihood, this asteroid, and it's got this cool name of 2018 VP1. It means it was discovered uh, back in 2018, so uh, we've known about this for quite some time. But it's just going to pass uh, within about 5,000 miles of the Earth, which is – uh, really close. close from an astronomical perspective, but it's really not that close when uh, you're trying to see how close you can play horseshoes. Right. Okay. So, Jeff, talk about this. So, you're saying, you know, there's, you know, asteroids are all over the place. How far back? I mean, 2018, someone spotted this asteroid and they've been following it ever since? Right. So, uh, you know, what, what, what NASA has recognized or scientists have recognized is that asteroids and comets and things hit Earth routinely throughout its history. And so what they decided to do was try and go out and find all of the asteroids larger than a certain size, or 90% of the asteroids larger than a certain size, because we just would want to know if something like that were going to hit Earth, um, and could we be able to do something to maybe prevent the damage. In the process of doing this, they found just a whole lot of stuff that's small and has a chance to hit Earth but aren't going to do anything. So this one's about two meters, like seven, eight feet in size, something about the size of a refrigerator. And if it does hit the Earth, which it's not supposed to, even if it did hit the Earth, it'd just disintegrate in the atmosphere. And so it might make a cool fireball for a second, but not not going to cause any damage down here on the ground. All right. I'm no longer counting on the asteroid, according to Dr. Jeff Zwierink, who's with us, astrophysicist and research scholar at Reasons to Believe. Jeff, talk to us about the, um, while we're talking asteroids, uh, talk about the, the NASA information last week about the, um, the bit of machinery they were able to engineer the, the you know, meeting with an asteroid. Uh, give me a little bit more detail on that. John, why don't you give more oh, detail yeah, sure. since you're the space so, guy? So NASA landed, right? They landed um, a spaceship on an asteroid. It, it plunged down, took anywhere from, I think, 2.6 ounces to four and a half pounds of material, flew away. It's going to come back in a couple of years. You know, that is one of those things. I have not actually heard about that, so I will have to go look into that a little bit more. Oh, but fabulous. that is fascinating because what uh, very often, or what happens is most of the time when we get information about objects out there, it's only because we can look at what our telescopes can see. So the fact that we can go out, land on an asteroid, which is incredibly difficult. I know we did yeah. that with a, an asteroid. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, I'm going to draw a blank on the name. It's like, uh, it's two Russian names put together. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to land because these things don't have a lot of gravity, and so they tend the ships tend to bounce off. So the fact that we're able to get in, get a couple of kilograms of material, and bring it back is just going to be that's going to be great for figuring out what asteroids do and how we can uh, how, how, helping understand how the Earth formed and that sort of stuff. So I'm excited exactly, about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, very exciting. I mean, you know, they're saying, oh, this is, you know, the stuff that, you know, the Big Bang or whatever you want to call it, the beginning of who we are as a species is out there. So, Jeff, talk to us about this. Now, now you're obviously a believer. Reasons to Believe is a Christian ministry, but it's filled with scientists like yourself. So when you see, whether it's, you know, asteroids or a natural crisis like uh, climate change or covid how do you look at that differently than, you know, I would put this in air quotes, than a, a sort of a, a non-Christian scientist? Is there a different overlay? You know, I really think there is. And, uh, you know, among other things, I just think um, as a Christian, I, I'm looking at this as, you know, this is a creation God has made. It has a purpose. It has a design. It has a function. And so there, one of the things that fascinates me as I look at creation, and it, it is a a rather dangerous place. I mean, there are uh, explosions that would just vaporize the earth if we were close to them. There are uh, stars that give off radiation that would just incinerate things. I mean, there's a lot of dangerous things out there, and yet God has orchestrated this place here on earth where we can observe and see all of what's going on, but yet uh, be protected from the damage that it can do. And what I see is that when we look through the history of the Earth, you know, going back to the asteroids, things like this have hit the Earth regularly. About five, or about 50,000 years ago, something that was a, oh, roughly 100, uh, about 200 meters in diameter hit in Arizona. And those are sorts of things that are going to have global consequences to them. And so it's, it's a reminder to me that as a Christian, this is not our final home, and I want to be prepared for the time when... Uh, whether I just die of natural causes, whether I die of a disease, or whether something catastrophic wipes out humanity, I want to be ready for that when it happens, because mm-hmm. I want to live, uh, you know, be be ready to meet my maker when it when it when it happens. So, okay, let's go back to the Arizona thing before you leave us, Jeff. When was that? Uh, that's about fifty thousand years ago is the time scale. I, I'd have to go in and get the exact date, but it was a, okay. a meteor that hit out in Arizona. It made a crater that was about a mile in diameter and about a thousand feet deep, something like that. Okay, so the crater is a thousand. How is how long in diameter? It's about a mile in diameter and about a thousand feet deep. Wow. Okay, and the and the the uh, meteor was only you said what what how long? It's about a couple hundred meters in diameter. You know, so, so this is where NASA is tracking anything that's trying to find all or about 90% of all the asteroids that are about 140 meters in diameter or larger, because those are the sorts of meteors that would make that sort of crater. And as you get bigger and bigger, you know, there are things out there that are miles in diameter, which that's the sort of thing that uh, like that wipes out the dinosaurs when it hit the Earth. Uh, you know, right. so there are extinction-level events that happen when these sorts of meteors and asteroids hit. Right. Wow. Well, it's yeah. like to, to say it's a fascinating world is, you know, reductionist, uh, obviously. And, Jeff, we appreciate you being here, helping us to sort through stuff like this. Dr. Jeff Zwierink, Reasons to Believe. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here today, John and Kathy. Hi, 
everybody. It's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. Isn't this a fabulous time of year, especially on our dairy farm in Washington County, PA? The pumpkins are turning, the corn is waving in the wind, and the hog quarters are on the pit every Sunday through the end of October. That's right. It's time for our annual 4-H hog roast. Mom bought a bunch of 4-H hogs that we will be roasting over the open pit outside all morning long. Alongside that tender, tasty, charred pork, we'll be serving pork and kraut, barbecued pork, hand-peeled mashed potatoes with pork drippings gravy, sage stuffing, baked beans, homemade applesauce, and all kinds of family recipe fall veggies and casseroles. We'll even have live music by local musicians. To keep the crowd spread out and everybody healthy this year, we have two jumbo tents set up outside too, and the pumpkin patch hay rides will run 11 to 5 all weekend. Good old-fashioned fall fun and feasting on the farm. Come join us, springhousemarket.com. I did something weird the other day. I added some extra cream to my Fufu iced coffee, but I didn't have a stir stick. So without thinking, I grabbed my car key and used the key to stir in the cream, creating the perfect mix. Unfortunately, my wife was watching the whole thing with a what is wrong with you look. Hey, it's Ryan. And the reality is, I believe our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is the perfect mix as well. We're a smaller team, only a couple dozen people, and many of us are family. And that small helps us to be carefully committed and know every Word FM listener that calls. But our small team is also lucky to be connected to a bigger company that is a direct lender, meaning our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate and save you money. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing. Nice. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. And list number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart. Hope at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, is proud to offer benefits to heroes of home care, including hero pay and hero sign-on bonuses. Any caregiver who joins the Help at Home team is eligible for a hero pay $500 sign-on bonus plus ongoing bonus pay. We know it's been a difficult time. Help at Home wants to make sure you get the hero pay you deserve. Give us a call today to find out more or go to helpathomepa.com. That's helpathomepa.com. Hey, uh, Word FM is giving stuff away. Register to win at our website, wordfm.com forward slash contests. Uh, pastors could win $2,000 in new tech hardware or software. Um, not quite sure the details on that, but I do know wordfm.com forward slash contest. Also, register for the Family Movie Night DVD six-pack, uh, six films like uh, Courageous, Fireproof, Facing the Giants, and more. Also, uh, the Word FM Book Club. The book of the month for October is one for anyone who's ever questioned how God is at work in the darkness. You can win this book, Sky Full of Stars by Meg Apperson. Giving stuff away at wordfm.com. Very nice. Terrific. Okay. 
John, in uh, local news, I see that University of Pittsburgh students have been advised, not just advised, I think, but uh, required, ordered Mm -hmm. uh, to spend 14 days quarantining before they go home for the Thanksgiving holidays. What? Yeah, they're one of the schools that decided that once they're going home for Thanksgiving, they're not coming back. Right. Right. Um, But before they take off for Thanksgiving, they have to spend 14 days shelter at home. Hmm. Uh, How's that going to work? So 14, like if you're in Tower B, man, I like my sympathies to you because it's just not a great environment. That's not going to work like this. 14 days shelter in place. In Tower B or to any of the towers? Anywhere. Those rooms, you were in one of those rooms, weren't you? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're little pie slices. Yep. They're really super tiny. I don't know, Kath. I don't. uh, That that is not. So anybody who is working with university students, whether it's someone involved in, uh, you Mm. know, a faculty member or a TA or uh, I don't know, someone who's in, in, you know, graduate student work ministry or undergrad ministry, any sort of call. God bless you all, because Mm. it's like trying to figure out it's trying to balance on something that never stops moving. Yeah. I can't imagine. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, speaking of a pit, uh, a friend of mine who uh, I went to high school with, she uh, posted on her Facebook page the other day. I, I'm today is my last day at work. This is my one and only job. I'm leaving the university of Pittsburgh after 40 years <gasps> of working there. 40 years. Can you believe that? I mean, who that does is that? Amazing. That is amazing. Who works at one place 40 years anymore? Wow. Holy smokes. So, um, hey, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the top of the hour because, you know, during the top of the hour, you have a, a ritual and I have a ritual. Your ritual, you get down on the floor and do push-ups. Me, I'm having a piece of candy. <laughs> so, so we have a news break and all sorts of different things happen. Yeah. You're you're gonna work hard, and I'm gonna sit here and have a little sugar rush. I'm holding in my hand today's little treat, which is a um a fun size butterfinger. Now I'm surprised um, to see the fun size. Okay, so I will tell you that the butterfinger has come under a little bit of conversation lately. I've seen it in media because nothing that- is. Nothing is um, allowable anymore, right? No. Well, it's not that anyone's finding anything wrong with the Butterfinger. It seems that they are decreasing slightly in popularity. I think it might have to do just with the the biting, you know, the, the, the kind of stick to your teeth situation. Okay. Now, as a Pittsburgher, mm-hmm. I would much prefer... The Clark Bar. Yes. Back in the day. Sure. Which, of course, to me is superior in every way to the Butterfinger. Mm-hmm. Now, the Clark Bar, long since gone, although I think there were some um, efforts to resurrect it. I don't even think, I think it's gone for good. But, you know, given the choice, Clark Bar, Butterfinger. I think a Butterfinger is very delicious. I do too. I'm very happy to have one. Yeah. I Okay, so trick-or-treating will be Saturday. Mm -hmm. In my neighborhood, it will be 6 to 8 p.m. Are you? We're doing, we're doing for the first time ever, afternoon trick-or-treating. Why? Is the virus... Safer. No, there was some. It was some kind of weenie excuse on the on the website, our municipality's website, that they they were afraid because listen to this, there were going to be adult Halloween parties, so they wanted to make sure the kids had opportunity to go out. What? Yeah, I was like, okay. What? First of all, we're in the middle of COVID. Why are you having an adult Halloween party? I don't exactly, and promoting it on the on the on the website. I don't know. 
All right, let me say the Center for Disease Control, Control and Prevention has labeled trick-or-treating as a high-risk activity. Yeah, yeah. Now, no, I, it is high risk. It's not high risk. Calf. I mean, there's come on, co- John. We can figure out ways for it to be high. It doesn't mean someone has to come to the door and I breathe on them. I'm it being doesn't facetious. Have to be like that. I'm, look, COVID lives on Snickers. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it does. So you got to be careful. I mean, honestly, right? like put a pair, put a, wear some latex gloves and eat your candy bar and just enjoy okay, yourself. So I am going. <laughs> listen, exactly. I am going to put my things out in several like bins. On the steps of my porch. Bins. And I will stand inside and I will be in my costume what? and will wave appropriately. No, you're going to stand out. You're not going to be outside? Well, I might be depending on how cold it is. Okay, I mean, yeah. I might be inside though. Let's be honest. It's 6 to 8 p.m. on Saturday. I might be inside. Right. I don't know. But I'm still going to wish the best to the kids of my neighborhood and say hi to all the parents <laughs> and be part of what's <laughs> happening in our community while wish we can them. because it's outside. Yeah. Wish them the best. I don't know. Wait, Listen, for heaven's sake. We've lived in this house for a long time. In all the years we've lived here, I, I, this is no exaggeration, I've had six intrepid Halloweeners come to my house. Six, and four of them were together at one time. And the two others, I think they got lost. But no one's coming up here. So I always kind of struggle. Am I buying things? Am I putting... Well, why would you buy anything if no one's going to come to your house? Well, I usually put it down towards the end of the driveway, hoping against hope that someone would take something. But they never do. And then I end up eating it and gain another 10. 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has started a busy day of campaigning with a rally in Lansing, Michigan. Some of Mr. Trump's supporters waited for hours in the wet, near-freezing temperatures to see him. The president also planning to campaign today in Wisconsin and Nebraska. Democrat Joe Biden with two events planned for today in Georgia. U.S. consumer confidence dipped slightly in October as coronavirus cases continue to rise across the country. The conference board reporting that its Consumer Confidence Index fell to a reading of 100.9 from 100.1.8 in September. Stock indexes are closing mixed on Wall Street as the market's momentum slows further on worries about rising virus counts. The Dow fell 222 points today. The Nasdaq gained 72. The S&P 500 was down 10. This is SRN News. The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed. Now, participants can have definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans, and FM Test can even arrange to have your blood test done by a licensed medical professional in the comfort and security of your own home. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess, or chronic pain, it may be fibromyalgia. This opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms. Space is limited, so go now to yourfmtest.com. That's yourfmtest.com. 
yourfmtest.com. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but nah, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The full-stack software development program from Steve Wozniak, available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Now more than ever before, a radical agenda by the far left is destroying the bedrock of this great nation. We must protect conservative ideals with our votes and in our homes. Watch America's Town Hall 2020, available for free on SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder discuss how we reclaim our country from a democracy that's under attack. America's Town Hall 2020. Visit SalemNow.com to watch. We'll see a little evening rain, otherwise considerable cloudiness tonight. Expect a low tonight of 45. Cloudy skies in the morning for tomorrow, then intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow afternoon. Expect a high of 57. Turning cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 46. Thursday, expect heavy rain from tropical rainstorm Zeta. Watch for flooding Thursday's high 50. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a crazy world we live in. Uh, my wife, whenever this broke, whenever the COVID broke, way back in uh, late March of this year, she went to her sewing machine, and as the uh, good seamstress that she is, she started cranking out masks for mm-hmm. family and friends. And to be honest, I have been pretty much using the same mask since that that march now i talked her into buying some masks online and they arrived last week man is that sweet yeah nice huh i feel like you just bought a cadillac holy moly i mean it's i mean i love that mask that my wife made sort of nostalgic for it but it's really it's so like pinches my nose very nice i'm mm-hmm. like giving it like five stars on etsy really nice okay so you decided to buy your mask on etsy i did yeah 
All right. So for people who've never heard of Etsy, it is a website or it's an app, depending on what kind of uh, platform you're using, where people who are crafters or builders or people who make their own stuff can sell it to you. And so you can go on there and buy everything from clothes to curtains to siding for your house or wood to build a table or a new pair of shoes or whatever you name it. Someone Mm. who can make something themselves is offering up their goods to you. Very nice. So Etsy is going through the roof. Now, uh, we saw an article from the Wall Street Journal, Etsy bet on face masks. So far, it's paying off. And of course, I mean, people like myself, you know, you're, you're buying a mask or multiple masks. Um, there's no sales numbers, of course, from last year at this time for face masks, because they didn't necessarily even exist. But overall, Etsy's growth 128% in sales over last year. Listen to this. There are 19 million new or reactivated buyers on Etsy now. 19 million. It's up 41% from this time last year. Okay. Now, I'm not necessarily like the biggest shopper, but I kind of like, you know, like typing in keywords on Etsy and seeing what comes up. Yeah, because there's all sorts of manner of very weird things. Like I remember last year, I was all like, you know, space geeked out on the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11. I went on Etsy and some guy like made me like a custom lunar module T-shirt, <laughs> which I love. I, I love. That. It's super cool. That's you know, really when I wear great. it, I'm like, oh yeah, I got my lunar module T-shirt on. You know, but that's the kind of thing that does. Whatever you're interested in, there's a place for it on Etsy. Okay, so listen. I- People who listen to the show know how much I have loved and have for many, many a year, Top Gear, which was a BBC product. And then after one of the guys got fired, they moved to Amazon under a new name called The Grand Tour. Anyway, I've loved that show. My family's loved that show. And so as stocking stuffers a couple years ago, I decided it would be great to do some Top Gear things. So I went on, and of course, people in America are not big viewers of Top Gear or uh, the Grand Tour as much as they are in Europe because the three hosts are British. So I went on and looked, well, there are all sorts of Top Gear. There's all sorts of Top Gear stuff because of course there are, you know, there are sellers who, and builders and whatever who live in the UK, but also there are people that'll do custom things for you. So what I did is I picked three of our favorite Top Gear quotes and I had somebody make them into like a lanyard or a key ring or whatever that my kids still use. So you can do something that's funny and weird and individual to your family and some great person who's either a seamstress or a builder or something will put it together for you. Right. Okay. So I did the same thing. So my, my oldest kid was obsessed with Top Gear. So I went on and bought a Jeremy Clarkson, um, like candle, like sort of a, <laughs> I remember that I gave it to him. Yes. He was offended. Was he really like, yeah, like he was like, not offended, but like, kind of like, he thought it was a little untoward, I guess. I thought it was creative. I howled. I, I gave you I, high points for it. I did. And uh, I don't even know where it is right now. But, you know, yeah, he was like, oh, that's a little close to the bone for me. So, Okay, listen anyway. to this. In April alone of this year, John, total revenues for Etsy were $12 million just for the month of April. And 14% of their total revenue are masks. So that's what makes, I think, the story so interesting is that if you're thinking about if a thing like masks comes up, which was a customer demand that no one could have possibly anticipated, yeah. but you turn to people who know how to sew things 
right? Because that's what a lot of people on Etsy are sewing things, right? Yeah, and yeah. people who have a lot of material laying around. And it was like the perfect, it was like the meeting of the minds. You know, you and I had said early on in the pandemic, it's going to be really interesting to see the people who are able to pivot and make the most out of this. People who are willing to say, you know, I have something that I could offer and I can sell and I'm at the perfect place at the right time. And right. these people were in the perfect place at the right time. So here's the weird thing. In this, you know, technological age we live in, I did not know this, but Etsy is trading on the stock exchange. I didn't know that either. You can buy a share of Etsy. This is really amazing. A share of Etsy is selling for $145.78. That's crazy. Wow. I mean, so it just goes to show you the, the amount of money that's being fueled by the creatives among us, right? Yeah. People in their spare rooms and they're making all manner of things. You know? Yeah. There's a story in uh, in the New York Times article about Stephen Dement, who's 40 years old and owns an Etsy shop called Funk and Chill. Um he is a Seattle native, but he lives in Thailand, and it tells the story about how he sells lots of apparel and things like that. But once the whole COVID thing happened, he pivoted, was able to change what he was doing, and started selling a lot of masks. And, I mean, the number of masks that have been sold is really shocking. And the other interesting thing that's really good for Etsy is people are going onto Etsy, buying a mask, and then they're staying to buy something else. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. the mask is bringing them in, but maybe they'll end up with a couple handmade necklaces or some custom t-shirts mm -hmm. or, you know, an Avengers, you know, window frame or something. That's cool. I mean, God bless the creatives among us, right? I mean, for a lot of people, the first place they go to if they're going to buy something is Amazon. Well, Etsy is sort of like, you know, that alternative to unique and unusual things. Yeah, I love Etsy. I yeah, encourage any anyone I know to try to meet someone who makes something with their hands mm -hmm. and say, I want that. I want to pay you for it. And thank you. Yep. Let us take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk. I mean, it's, it's surprising that this anniversary has come up. But uh, today, two years ago, uh, in Squirrel Hill, 11 saints were gunned down by a lunatic. We're going to talk with Rabbi Aaron Bisno about the Tree of Life shooting and the anniversary that is here today. W-O-R-D. You look at your paycheck and notice all the taxes taken out. Fill your car with gas and you pay all sorts of taxes. Just about everything you buy or own comes with a tax. Question is, what if your government uses that tax revenue for ungodly purposes? Should you pay? Consider that as John MacArthur looks at the Christian and government on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? 
Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, for you, for anybody who's got a busy schedule and wants a good night's sleep. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You'll receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Call now at 1-800-391-0954. Use the promo code WORD or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD. Hey, this is Owen Strand with a quick word on the upcoming election. So much of what we care about is at stake. Religious liberty, all of our First Amendment freedoms, the cause of life and reliable judges, rule of law, even civil order. Make sure you're registered and prepared to vote, whether at the polling place or by absentee ballot. Our nation is at a crossroads, and every vote counts. Don't sit this election out. morning, there was a small cluster of observers who gathered outside the Tree of Life Synagogue in Squirrel Hill, observing a moment of silence at 9.54 a.m., the time of the first call to police reporting the attack on October 27, 2018. A gunman killed 11 worshipers who had gathered for the Shabbat services that Saturday morning. The attack claimed lives of members of each of the three congregations that met at the building. Here to talk to us about that is Rabbi Aaron Bisno. Rabbi Aaron Bisno is the senior rabbinic, uh, holds the senior rabbinic pulpit at Rodef Shalom in Squirrel Hill, has been with the congregation since 2004. Rabbi Bisno, thanks for being with us today. Well, thanks very much. It's good to be back. So it's hard to believe it's been two years, Rabbi. Um, yes. Give us your thoughts on this day. Wow. You know, it, it is hard to believe it's been two years. So much has changed in the world, in the country, and every one of our daily lives. Um, and so sometimes it feels as if it's just yesterday, and other times it's hard to believe it's only been two years. Right. Um, yeah. we, we continue to absorb it, right? We continue to, uh, to respond. It must be difficult, Rabbi, to to work and live in Squirrel Hill and to walk down Murray or Forbes. And of course, I, I still, you know, am happy to see the stronger than hate placards that, you know, yeah. they, they are significant. But at the same time, by seeing that, it, it's never far from you, right? You're always breathing it. That's true. But we know that when difficult things confront us and we are able to bind together and, and face those challenges, that the silver lining from the storm is often uh, an illumination for us, a sense of warmth. So I'm heartened every time I'm reminded of how our city, how this entire community, not just in Squirrel Hill, but throughout Pittsburgh and around the country, came to identify with, 
with the Jewish community on that day and said, we're all Americans and we reject this. Yes, okay. I agree. Yeah, so, so, I, yeah, Rabbi, talk about that day. Talk about, um, I don't know, I look back and I think, right. you know, maybe there's more that I could have done. Maybe there's more that I could have said. Um, Richard Gottfried was my husband's dentist. And, yeah. um, and you know, we went and we left flowers and we, but, but I don't know, you, I, I don't know if you feel that way, but I, I, I go back and I yeah. think I, I'm an outsider, and yet I think I, maybe I should have spoken more or done more. No, I, I think that everyone had a sense of inadequacy immediately afterwards. It was so large and, and cut so deep to the quick um, that, that everything that I did in those first days just felt that it, was, it wasn't enough somehow, or it was all I could do, it was the only thing I could do. Um, and we then discover that it's in the small acts of, of kindness, of, of loving goodness, that, uh, that the best of us is revealed. Mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah. I remember the evening where people gathered at Forbes and Murray, and there were thousands yes. and thousands of people. And tr- truly, I mean, people who live in Pittsburgh know Pittsburgh is a good place. But that was right. a really, a really special evening that people came together. I mean, if, and of course, there's been a rise of anti-Semitism across the world. But uh, at that street corner on that particular evening, there was none of that. There was really uh, outreach and love and community in its finest form. Yes, and let me let me double down on that, if I can, John. Exactly. That, that is to say that really it's the first time in, in Jewish history that when a, a synagogue or a Jewish community is attacked violently, that the community rises up and stands with the Jewish community, as opposed mm-hmm. to standing back and letting hooligans and, 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 and hoodlums mm-hmm. uh, do their dirty work. So Pittsburgh distinguished itself in, in the history of interfaith relations. In saying no, the mayor came out, the president of the United States came to town, first responders, uh, bishops arrived on, on my doorstep that, that, that late that morning um, to say, we stand with you. We're not going to stand by and let this happen in our name. We, uh, we, we are better than this. We're stronger than this. We're together. Rabbi Aaron Bisno is with us. He holds the Francis F. and David R. Levin Senior Rabbinic Pulpit at Redef Shalom in Squirrel Hill and has been with the congregation since 2004. Um, Rabbi Bisno, in the two years that have elapsed, um, do you yeah. feel like the non-Jewish population has continued to support and care for the Jewish populations, particularly here in Pittsburgh? I do. I feel very much supported. Um, I think it's <clears throat> revealed all kinds of wonderful webs of, of connection that have been strengthened over these last 24 months, working together, interfaith, uh, interracial, recognizing that um, there, there, there's just too much that we need to take up and address and repair in our society, and that requires all of us. So nice. I, I'm, I'm heartened that it continues, the, the partnerships and the friendships and, 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 and the working together. At the same time, Rabbi, I mean, uh, to be honest, and again, uh, outsider looking in, I am yeah. surprised by the rise of anti-Semitism. I mean, um, I, I think probably since I've been alive and I've been alive, you know, 50 plus years, yes. I, I'm seeing things and hearing things that I've never heard or seen before. And I wonder why that is. Can, can you speak into that? Do you believe that there is a rise of anti-Semitism? I do. I think it tracks with a rise of, of nationalism. I think it tracks with a sense of us and them, and when we can disparage or denigrate others um, because of where they come from or what they believe. Or Now, as we're seeing in our country, the way you vote can find yourself 
quickly on the opposite side or being derided or uh, dismissed for what your for your beliefs as opposed to one's character. Um, and I think whenever those kinds of prejudices begin to uh, show themselves, that anti-Semitism is quick to follow. Mm. Rabbi, I was looking at the list of the 11 names again today and just reminding myself of them and their stories. And, um, you know, it's important, I think, to say their names aloud, which we'll do at the conclusion of our uh, of our time together here. But I was looking at their ages and, you know, um, age 54, uh, the oldest being 97. And I think, you know, those are people who are on, you know, the upper end. um, And it makes me think of the conversations John and I have had over the years about how fewer people who are younger um, are going to church. And I'm talking about that, of course, from a Christian context and just, you know, how we can, how we can find new ways to reach out or find ways to find how out, how our language is off-putting or our attitudes are incorrect or the way that we're conveying the faith is wrong. And I wonder what you, what your, um, experiences in the Jewish faith with ages young versus old. Yeah, so demographically, it tracks across religion. So what's happening in the Christian congregational world is happening similarly in the Jewish congregational world. Uh, memberships are aging. Um, some of that is just pure sociology, people waiting longer to get married and having children, and then fewer children than used to be the case. Um, mm-hmm. But there are financial pressures and sociological pressures um, and also, let's let's be clear that the entire e- um, economy, uh, society has been disrupted uh, in, in the last two decades um, by technology and by um, our ability to collapse distance and time with with Zoom and and, and social media and everyone participating in, in a very democratized way. But it undermines a sense of authority and centrality of of community based on geography, which a parish or a congregation uh, depends upon so much. So we're seeing these trends all over, um, and it means we have to re, re-understand what, what the job of religion is, what the, what the role of, of faith is in, in a person's life. And with that, I wonder, I mean, since this, the cataclysm of this day two years ago took place, were yeah. there people who were, you know, and this is Christian as well as Jewish, who are more culturally religious? Did you see yeah. um, people return back to the fold? Yes, initially, yes. There was a bump. Um, if you remember the first Friday evening after the, the, the murders, um, right. Jewish congregations were full all over the country with all kinds of Jews and non-Jews and neighbors and friends joining mm-hmm. joining together. And there was a bump for a while. But as we know, so many... So many things happen that uh, the news cycle is full and people return to to their their regular lives. Right. So it's important to have commemorations and anniversaries and opportunities to reflect on what we've experienced together and what binds us one to another. Yeah. Right. So I, I see, you know, the, when local media chooses to cover the shooting, and of course the, yeah. this um, the idea of a trial is is yet to um, to happen. <laughs> Whenever they report, right. they generally they'll show the shooter's photograph, which I think mm. it's unnecessary. Or you know, say right. the person's name. Uh, I, I'm not interested in, in in knowing about the person who is the shooter. I don't want to know right. that you know the travails. And of course, you know he does receive some fair justice because this is a democracy in the United States. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm sure it's it's hard to stomach for yourself and for the community to walk through this and to see the shooter and to think, well, you're reliving this all over again. Yes, and in point of fact, the, the much of the Jewish community, not monolithically, but much of the Jewish community was very much interested 
in there not being a trial, that allowing this, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, this man accused, who was caught red-handed, to plead guilty and receive a given sentence, but not go for the death penalty and not proceed right. uh, into a courtroom, so that he not be provided the forum to talk about why, what motivated him, or we have to listen to uh, his life story. Um, and then that happens every time he would come up for an appeal, or every time he'd come up right. for a renewal. Um, and then the families have to relive their trauma. So we wish, I certainly wish, that, that it would not go to trial, that we could plead, bargain this out, lock him up, and, uh, and then move on with, with healing. Okay. So then, Rabbi, he chooses, he would prefer not to have, of course, the death penalty. And you're saying the Jewish community would, but the government is intent on this, are they not? That's right. The government is intent on, on pursuing this as a capital crime. Correct. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Aaron Bisno is with us. He's the ninth rabbi to lead uh, Temple Rodef Shalom in Squirrel Hill since its founding in 1856. Um, rabbi, talk about what you think the Christian community could do to support the Jewish community here in Pittsburgh going forward. Oh, that's such a wonderful question because I've been so heartened in my in my time in Pittsburgh uh, these last 16 years by the friendships I have with with uh, with, with my federal, fellow clergy, with friends from different faith traditions and and different denominations. Um, and so I encourage people to reach out to neighbors who may be from a different faith tradition to, to share what's special about uh, your religious practice, what the, the rituals you, you enjoy, the holidays, and how you celebrate them. And I, while I know that we can't gather as easily in as many numbers as we were only a short number of months ago, I think being able to comfortably extend yourself to others and share what's special about your religious experience is an opportunity to get to know one another uh, all the better. And so I think just making friendships and learning with each other and sharing our holidays and, and celebrations and life cycles, that's the way friendships are, are, are built and then maintained. I appreciate that. I'll take that to heart um, and yeah. certainly strive to practice that in the next year. Um, Rabbi, before you leave us, let me read the names of the 11 who were lost Please. two years ago today. Yes. Joyce Feinberg, age 75, of Oakland. Richard Gottfried, 65, of Ross Township. Rose Mallinger, 97, of Squirrel Hill. Jerry Rabinowitz, 66, of Edgewood. Cecil Rosenthal, 59, of Squirrel Hill. David Rosenthal, 54, of Squirrel Hill. Bernice Simon, 84, of Wilkinsburg. Sylvan Simon, 87, of Wilkinsburg. Daniel Stein, 71, of Squirrel Hill. Melvin Wax, 87, of Squirrel Hill. And Irving Younger. 69 of Mount Washington. Well, uh, hmm. Let us say their names so they are not forgotten. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much well, for, for having me back on the program and the opportunity to pleasure. reflect on the lives of those good people. Thank you, Rabbi Bizno. Peace be with you. Thank you, and also with you. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got more ahead. Stick around. It's the Ride Home, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on 101.5 Word FM. Pastors and ministry leaders, our station has been hosting jam-packed pastor events for years, and we didn't want to miss 2020 because of COVID. So we're presenting five exciting and power-packed virtual pastor appreciation events for you, free, online every Thursday in October, with speakers like Tony Evans, Alistair Begg, John MacArthur, Greg Laurie, and Chuck Swindoll. As many of our cities are going through terrible times, and you go 
What's next? Finally reached bottom. You've been there. I've been there. When is the last time you poured out your soul to God for strength? With music by a number of artists, including Matthew West, Chris Tomlin, and Mandisa. Join us free online every Thursday in October. For details and to register, click the banner at wordfm.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and of course windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, loves sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to school. We were going through a green light when another car ran a red light and hit us, killing Joe. The National Safety Council estimates one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. Visit nsc.org slash callskill. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a little evening rain, otherwise considerable cloudiness tonight. Expect a low tonight of 45. Cloudy skies in the morning for tomorrow, then intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow afternoon. Expect a high of 57. Turning cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 46. Thursday, expect heavy rain from tropical rainstorm Zeta. Watch for flooding Thursday's high 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. That music means it's time to ask the question, does this make sense? I come to you, John, thinking today of the built-in ice maker in the refrigerator. You know the one I mean, the one in the door. Right. I ask you, I mean, we can all make ice, right? I mean, it's not like making ice is hard. You can, you know, pull your ice cube tray over to the sink and fill it up and put it in the freezer and be done with it so does the automatic ice dispenser in the refrigerator door make sense you're asking me mm-hmm. i'm gonna go back to don hall <laughs> now don hall my dad mm-hmm. he despised 
automatic windows on automobiles. Oh, really? And I'd say to him, why don't you want those, Dad? He said, that's just another thing that's going to break. I can roll up and roll down my own window. <laughs> so it's a distrust of machinery. Basically. <laughs> and he was a mechanically inclined guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the thing about that in the door, I don't really want that. I don't really need that. I mean, the crushed ice thing, it, it's a novelty. I'd say it doesn't make sense to do that in the door. It's just one more thing that's going to break. Oh, it makes sense. It's one of my favorite things to have. Really? Really? I spent my whole life thinking that rich people had a nice dispenser in in the door of their refrigerator. And now? So when I got one, and I might be a rich person, I just, I can't tell you the joy it gives me on a daily basis. Has it ever broken? Oh, yeah. Okay, see? So Don Hall's right. All right. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm, I'm ready. Does this make sense? Years ago, when we moved in this house, we have a long driveway. So I went out and I bought myself a gigantic snowblower. I mean, Mm. gigantic. I used it twice. I finally gave it away. Yeah. So today, I find myself looking for a much smaller snowblower, thinking, oh, I might use this. Now, does that make sense? Should I buy a snowblower? Absolutely not. Really? You bought a huge snowblower. You used it twice. And now, what's the what's the um, the definition of insanity? Is doing the same thing twice and expecting a different result. But it's smaller, so maybe I won't have to shovel as much. Now, see, that's the insanity. I tell you, John, that does not make sense. Mm, I've been looking at those little snowblowers going, that might save my shoulder. Does that make sense? WORD. Up ahead on Insight for Living from Chuck Swindoll. The most powerful testimony a church can demonstrate is unity. Don't think the world doesn't spot it. It amazes them when they see a truly happy church. Hear Chuck Swindoll's series called Becoming a People of Grace, Monday through Friday on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. If you're like me, there's been days this year where you felt pretty discouraged. I'm not normally a Davy Downer, but at times it's felt like tough, sad, or scary stuff everywhere I turn. And as we near this election, no matter your point of view, more heavy days are probably ahead. But then yesterday I heard a different kind of story about my niece who spent the entire summer babysitting and saving her money, only to then say out of the blue, Mom, I want to donate my summer savings. She had learned about an organization that delivered toys and Bibles to less fortunate kids. And I heard a story about a little local cafe whose business was not doing well, but decided anyways to deliver dozens of free lunches to nearby seniors struggling with isolation. At our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we challenged ourselves this week to open our eyes to those who inspire us and to try to do some inspiring ourselves. Maybe joining with us might also encourage you. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Excuse me. Why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuo makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? Select Quote. 
Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ. And our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. The voting is underway. Now, I have not yet voted. Here's the deal. I want to vote in person, but I am leery of Election Day because what if there's like a five-hour wait? I have neither the time John's frozen, according to uh, what I'm seeing right now on Zoom. So I'm just going to continue the conversation with Mike because I think John the patience to do that. Now he's bleeding so back in. Just, I don't know if we can shut am him I frozen? down. Yeah. No, you're still frozen. Oh, I am. Okay, I? we're going to mute him. Anyway, John's John's been talking about his concern about voting and standing in front of the uh, the polling place for five hours. Look, I got to be honest with you. I don't see that happening. No, listen, I, think, I, I listen, hear that. There, there are so many people who've already voted at this point. The last numbers I saw were even last week. And they said that upwards of 30% of the total vote, the total vote from 2016, those people have already voted. Yeah, right. Okay, so the numbers are of today, 60 million apparently people 60 million people have already voted last presidential election 130 people 130 million people voted oh my gosh this look. year it's projected to be 160 million wow which is huge well all the well the remaining what however many hundred million are not going to be standing at your polling place i'm i'm telling you kath i don't have i, I am not going to stand in line for four hours i'm just not okay. we got we got a show to do so anyway to prepare for this yeah i'm holding a mail-in ballot I've got one. And okay. if I go to my polling place and go, nope, then I'm just going to go and. I got to be honest. And maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but, you know, I am who I am. I think the fact that you can vote by mail on the day of the election is ridiculous. I think you should. I think if you don't, if, if the I'm election just, office why? does not receive your ballot by midnight on Election Day, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. I think that's crazy. There's but, a little, I mean, clearly right, my opinion did not carry. Is it three days here in Pennsylvania? Yeah, it's three right? days. I'm not quite sure why that is. Of course, Pennsylvania what? is its own special, unique place. It sure is. But, but okay, give people some. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But listen, I f- I'm looking at it as a sociology experiment. How so? Because I think it's going to be bonding. I think perhaps I'll get to know the people in my neighborhood just a little bit better. 
Okay, let's hope that's the case because apparently, you know, they're bringing out the police force. No police are allowed, you know, 100, I think 100 feet in front of the polling place. But still, it seems as though maybe this is a media invention or not. I don't know if it is, but people are anxious about this and there are safety and security concerns. So let's hope everything goes smoothly. So, yeah, so let's hope everything goes smoothly. But also going back to it being a sociology experiment, I feel like people are going to be experiencing all sorts of different emotions. Like some are going to be super aggressive about the candidate that they want. Other people are going to be kind of, you know, holding back and watching. Some people are going to be anxious to talk to people because we've been inside a lot. You know, other people are going to be like, I just want to get in and get it over with. I can't wait to report back at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard on Election Day and tell you what my polling place was like. I have high hopes. My hope is that at 4.05, you're not still standing in line. What if I am? What if I am on Zoom on my like phone or something and I'm still waiting in line? I could introduce you to my new friends that I've made. (laughs) All right. So I'm committed to doing this. However, I've got a little insurance policy. Now, Kath, you're saying you're going to go ahead and you're going to stand in line. Listen, if I don't get in by the time the show starts, I will go back after the show is over and I will wait in line until the polls Okay, so if you can wait three days to to get your mail-in ballot in, what if I go up and there are too many people to get in by the time voting ends at 8 o'clock? Are they going to let me? I mean, they have to let me in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in line at 8 o'clock, they'll they'll allow you to move forward. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm telling you, it's going to be memorable. Mike, are you going to vote in person? I am. I, I definitely am. Uh, I just don't trust in the, I don't trust the mail-in ballots. Um, and I also heard that uh, the lines are long because people are spaced out, what, like four to six feet, right? right? Yes. So yes. don't be alarmed. I mean, just because, you know, you see on the news long lines. Well, they're long because people are are so spaced out. So Well, that's a good point. I'm definitely going that's in. Right. So, so it might look like it's an hour-long wait, but it right. might be only a 20-minute wait. Right. It's like when you go to the restaurant that you're really eager at which to eat, and they say it's a 45-minute wait. To right. me, yeah. in my head, I make that a 30-minute it, wait. It's like okay. looking at the Chick-fil-A uh, drive-in, and it's like, oh, my gosh, that looks like it's going to be a 45-minute wait. Realistically, right. it's only like 15. Okay, so the, the restaurant analogy, wouldn't it be nice if you showed up to vote? They were like, they gave you one of those little things that vibrates with the lights that go off. That would be awesome. Your, and then you just, then you just like. That's dro- a great idea, John. I'd love that for that to happen, right? Wouldn't it be even better if you had that thing? They called you when, when your, um, what do you call those little things? Your, your, what do you call the thing you vote at? Your voting machine was ready. Yeah. Right. You went up and voted and then you were able to get a, a delicious food item. Wouldn't that be nice? Like they would free Taco Tuesday, right? At the Taco Tuesday. Yeah, what a, the, that's perfect. Mm-hmm, at, the, at the voting station. Gosh, John, I wish more people took you seriously. I mean, God, you have great <laughs> ideas. Wait, I didn't know that they didn't. Are oh, you telling me that? No, no, sorry. I'm, then I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, now listen, you're yeah. laughing now, but Uh-oh. I'm reading this article uh, from um, – NCR online and it says uh, white evangelicals are religious outliers on every issue of concern to voters. It's an article by religion news service. This is something else. Listen, as they head to polls, nearly all religious Americans say the coronavirus is the most critical issue facing the country, but there's one notable exception. 
white evangelicals. Only 35% of white evangelicals said the coronavirus is of critical concern. Really? Okay, cool. so this is, this is a survey that was compiled by Public Religion Research Institute. It's a, a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to conducting independent research at the intersection of religion, culture, and public policy. Really? 35%? 35%. I'm not so sure about that. Well, I, I mean, that's, I'm just reading the number no, here. Dubious. That's dubious research to me. All right. I don't. Yeah. I mean, the, there, and there's no number to compare it to this. This I actually, you said it was dubious. I kind of thought it was too, because it says nearly all religious Americans say the coronavirus is the most critical issue. So nearly all is not a number. Like, does that mean right. 90? Does that mean 80? What does nearly all mean? I don't know. That, but when it yeah. comes to assessing white evangelicals, they put a number to it, exactly. 35%. I got to be honest, in uh, in my circles, that does not compute. No. I know not a lot of lot. white evangelicals who are way more concerned about the coronavirus than that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They also say white evangelicals are also the only major religious group to say the country is moving in the right direction, with 59% agreeing by comparison, only 40% of white mainline Protestants, 39% of white Catholics, 40% of Hispanic Protestants, and 28% of Hispanic Catholics said the country is headed in the right direction. Okay. We're, we're, we're African-Americans in this. Yeah. For, for, well, African-Americans aren't even considered in the article or in the polling, it looks What's, like. How can that be? I don't – I mean, obviously, I'm not – both of us have already said that we don't like it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should stop talking about it for how much we don't like it. Wait, no, wait. This is I, interesting. I, okay. one, one more thing here, Okay. So if we're going to end up on the other issue, end up trashing the article, we should probably, you know, get all the information first. Yeah. Well, okay. So they say uh, on other issues, such as whether God has granted the United States a special role in history, the division surfaced once again, a strong majority, 71% of white evangelicals said the United States, United States plays a special role more than any other religious group. 35% of white Catholics, 30% of 32% of white mainline Protestants, and 15% of religiously unaffiliated Americans agree with the statement that what that the United States, God has granted the United States a special role. I, it, that, I wouldn't agree with that. No, I wouldn't agree with that either. I mean, France has a special role. Yeah. Bolivia has a special role. India has a special role. All the nations are called. Okay, so then I, I think it goes back to, of course, always when people do surveys, and we've talked about, you know, Pew or Barna, always the important thing is, is how the question is framed. So from what we're reading here, the question is framed a little oddly, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I, and of course, you know, we're doing a show from the northeastern part of the country, and we have our own particular take on the intersection of religion and politics. And in different parts of the country, religion and politics are much more closely related than no, they are that's here. True. Right, right. And so there are a lot of churches that very closely combine a love for country and a love for Jesus in a way that makes me uncomfortable. They're um, called be- patriot churches, aren't they? Right. And, and, and the reason that makes me uncomfortable is because we're only called, only called to worship God. He's the only one worthy of our worship. Our, we can love our country and we yes. can be committed to our country and we can be grateful for our country endlessly, but we're never called to worship our country. I mean, that's just idolatry, just like anything else um, in the world, in your life. So that, that connection makes me nervous. Um, and the other reason is kind of what the 
it looks like that poll question is getting at, which is it causes us to think that there's some special place that America has in in God's economy. And why would we think that America is somehow more important than Thailand or America more important than Senegal? I mean, all of the tribes, all of the nations are called to follow Jesus and they will be there at the end. That's what Revelation tells us. Every tribe, every nation, every language, every people. Wow. So there's nothing, Revelation doesn't say anything about that Americans are going to be at the front of the line. No. I mean, I have a feeling that the people who are at the front of the line are the people who suffered for their faith, who stood Mm -hmm. up for Jesus in the face of every opposition. And we know that for the most part, at least in our lifetimes, those people aren't American. No. Of course not. No, I mean by and large, right? Ninety nine point nine 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 nine. Could I was reading an article today about that about you know persecution of American Christians. I don't buy that for a second. I, I don't really think that the two go hand in hand. I mean, you know, yeah, the people nudge you or whatever. Is there bad press? Of course there is. Yeah, there's a lot of bad press. Are we responsible for a lot of that persecution? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Again. I think it goes back to our earlier conversation about fake news, right? It all depends upon who's driving the narrative that the, the news or the information or the poll, all that, where that comes from and how it lands. Right. But it just seems, you know, from, from the um, public religion research Institute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Uh, to me, this sounds like they're, they're ready to have a commemorative coin. Well, yeah. <laughs> Right. That's what it sounds like. You know how I feel about the commemorative coins. Have you heard about the, they're rare. They were found in a hidden (laughs) drawer in my grandpa's closet. I'm also waiting because I can hear our, our email box is filling up. Can I make, I want to say something very clearly. Hmm. I want to say it's not that God doesn't love Americans. No, 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 no. It's not that God doesn't love America. And it's not that America is not, I think America is the greatest country on earth and I know this is crazy, but I think it's the greatest country. I think it's the greatest democratic experiment that's ever been done in the history of the earth. That's Why do you say that's you, crazy? That's how you, well, because I think some people think that, uh, that that's crazy, but that's what I think. I think it's that unique and that wonderful. I agree a hundred percent. However, that does not translate into the fact Special that status. God loves Americans or loves America somehow more than other countries and people from them. So I just think it's important to get our priorities in line. We however, worship God and that's it. However, on the flip side of the corner, that maybe maybe a lot of evangelicals feel that way because, you know, America did help um, bring the embassy back to Jerusalem mm-hmm. and look at all, look at the peace treaty talk around. Yep. Um, I know it's all very good. You know, it's excellent. And I, and, and I also think that people look at in the, John, you mentioned the question about America going in the right direction. Yeah. I think a lot of Christians might, might view America going in the right direction because particularly the Supreme court justices, that president Trump um, nominated for the bench. And I think that those are very important things to consider yeah. as well. I'm happy that that happened. Right. Yeah, I really so am. I, for sure. And I think move, like like Mike said, moving the embassy. That's oh, it's fabulous. Listen, every president since I don't know who has talked about doing that and no one's ever done it. No, me. they always give it short shrift. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. And of course, it never happened. And right. boom, in one fell swoop, it happened. So yep. and the and that you're and Mike's right. The peace talks. Unbelievable. And if it was anybody other than Trump, it would have gotten a lot more attention. Oh, than my it gosh, got. of course it did. Yeah. Again. Right. It all depends on the source of the material. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Should we take a break? 
Come yeah, back? All right, stick around. So right home with John and Kathy. This is Word FM, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 on the dial. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. You've heard about our Solera infrared grills at BestHotGrill.com, but did you know we also make the best gas logs for your fireplace? You've probably seen Rasmussen gas logs and fireballs on TV and in the movies. We've got sizes to fit all fireplaces, styles to fit every decor, and we even do custom designs for large and unusual fireplaces. Lighting these logs is as easy as pushing a button. Realistic Rasmussen gas logs look great even when the fire is off. For regions prone to power outages, gas logs are an excellent source of emergency heat with no electricity required. We've been making them since the 50s, so you can buy a Rasmussen gas log with confidence. So go to besthotgrill.com to find the products you need to keep you warm inside and outside of your home while eating great grilled food. Learn more at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Besthotgrill.com. Dental and vision benefits for everyone at teethkeepers.com. Options starting under $8 a month. Enroll today and save on costly dental and vision care. Everyone is eligible at TeethKeepers.com. TeethKeepers.com is brought to you by Dominion National. Hello, this is Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church in Dallas and voice of PowerPoint Radio. Let me encourage you to be prepared to vote in this upcoming election. Before the Lord, it is our right and our responsibility to take part in the democratic process. The stakes are far too high to sit back and let others choose the course for our nation's future. Register, plan ahead, and please vote. I really thought I would die of stress long before the cancer because the diagnosis brought this avalanche of worries. The money, the travel, the burden on the family. One night I called the American Cancer Society, and they helped me map out a plan, got me free rides to chemo and even a free place to stay during treatment. They took away those other fears so I could rest up for the real fight. Please give at cancer.org. Crawling into a snug bed Mm. is one of fall and winter's greatest pleasures. Now, uh, the New York Times published a piece about how to prepare your bedroom for the cold. Oh. And the Times says that a bedroom around 65 degrees can improve sleep. But cooler temperatures call for certain measures. Here's what you need to do. Flannel sheets. 
Really? See, I don't know about oh, that. Listen, you, I don't know. 110% going forward. Flannel sheets are cozier than crisper cotton sheets, so they are perfect for colder rooms or cool sleepers. A good set of flannel sheets can help you stay warm without overheating. I don't know, Mike. You're like nodding all about it, too. You, I'm all about the flannel sheets. Oh, yes. me too. Oh, my gosh. I have a pair or I have a set yeah. of flannel sheets. Um, I have never given those suckers away. I agree. I'll probably listen. Really? Yeah. I use flannel sheets in the summertime. That's oh, that, I can't they stay. Yes. Cl- I no, can't no, no, no. It's too hot. I'm, look it up. Look it up. I You'll see that hot. they work. Really? Down comforters. Mm. Down comforters provide warmth and feel lighter than a wool blanket. Many are lofty and well constructed, but the real truck, real trick, is finding one that's well priced and guaranteed to last. Mm. Mm. Duvet covers increase a comforter's warmth, also protected from dirt and sweat. Versions made from long staple cotton flannel are softer and warmer than the ones made of linen. On an especially cold night, you may want to preheat the bed. A heated mattress pad is superior to heated blankets for insulation and safety, even if a heated blanket is more convenient. A heated mattress pad. So you're mm-hmm. heating from underneath you as opposed yeah. to on top. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Humidity is generally lower in winter and heaters can dry your home's air further. Humidifiers can prevent dry, chapped skin and scratchy throats without disrupting your sleep. So invest all right, in the humidifier. Uh, okay, all this is very good and I appreciate mm-hmm. all of it. But how about like a fireplace in the bedroom? Can we... Which- Work at- of course, who's going to do that? We can't even get one in our living room, Kat. I, I, you know what? Bedroom. I'm working hard on it. I think I want to make it happen. Okay. I'm all for it. Okay. If you make it happen, then maybe I'll be right behind you. Okay. okay? Hey, check us out on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, wordfm.com. Show's up and running there. Have yourself a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.